This is Feather Forum, the podcast by Canadian Poultry Magazine, Canada's leading source for poultry news, research, and trends for more than 100 years. You've tuned in to hear important conversations with industry leaders, producers, researchers, and other experts. Hi, and welcome to the third edition of our Top 440 podcast series, our program for recognizing young poultry farmers. I'm Brett Ruffle, editor of Canadian Poultry Magazine. In this episode, we talked to chicken and egg farmer Anneke Stickney. Based in Alora, Ontario, she's led her farm's expansion into broiler production. She's also led her egg farm's transition from conventional layer housing to an enriched system. She also goes the extra mile for her industry and community, including coordinating hard-boiled egg donations, serving on a women's network, and more. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our program sponsors for their support, including our gold sponsors, Aviation and Egg Farmers of Canada, and our silver sponsor, Canadian Hatching Egg Producers. Now let's talk to Anarchy. So first off, congratulations. Thank you. It's uh, an honor to be nominated, but also honored to be selected as one of the top four under 40. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your background in poultry production? I was actually born and raised on the layer farm that I am currently operating now. While I was in school, I did help my parents out quite a bit on the farm. I went to the University of Guelph Humber and studied business administration and have a diploma in small business management. After I graduated, I actually worked at the bank for almost 10 years. And then it was back in 2012 that my parents gave me the opportunity to actually purchase the farm. So 2012, I jumped onto the opportunity to start uh, our own operating layer operation here in Allure, Ontario. And then in 2017, we started looking at um, making a bit of a transition in, in our operation and moved from layers and also added broilers to our operation. So right now we have a layer farm, a broiler farm, and we are currently um, building our new layer facility right now. So why did you decide to expand into broilers? My parents and my family are actually in the broiler industry as well. So back in 2017, there was a, a big transition made in the egg industry that we had phased out uh, conventional housing. And that's the type of system that I currently have right now. So in 2017, when that came about, we kind of looked at our operation to see where we were, what we were doing, what our growth strategy was. With the phasing out of conventional, we knew we still had some time left in the system that we had. So we wanted to look at other opportunities and staying within the feather industry, the broiler industry was growing, there was quota available. So we had a property that we could have could build on. So based on that criteria, we kind of went for it and we started with one barn and now we're operating three barns right now. So how do you find that balancing layers and chicken production? So in order for us to maintain the current standards that we have, we actually employ 
one full-time individual at the layer farm and then we actually have a part-time employee at both the broiler and the layer operation i'm also a mother of four boys so in order to maintain the household but also be able to operate our our broiler and layer operation that the way we would like to we had to bring in employees in order to maintain that standard so right now both I'm in the barn on a daily base. My family members are helping me out. We make our own feed. We truck our own feed. So we try to do a lot of the work ourselves, but we also outsource it to other family members just to bring some efficiency to our operation. I heard you're very hands-on in the barn and you also are very active with the business side of things too. That is correct. So I am... In the layer barn, usually on a daily basis, I do a lot of the uh, record keeping. I check both the barns for feed and water consumption, uh, animal welfare, making sure that the birds are happy and healthy. And then I actually do all of the bookkeeping, management, paperwork. So it's quite a big feat for for myself, but it's something that I enjoy. It's something that I grew up seeing my parents do, but it's also something I went to school for and something that I enjoy. And I strongly believe that having the availability to do that, but also the understanding of where your operation is running and where the money is going to allows you to see opportunities to either grow your operation or to find other ways to be more efficient. So uh, how have you, has your business education come in handy? Without a doubt, I would say my schooling and my background in the banking industry has definitely provided we, me with some insight and in just day-to-day operation, but also the key financial factors that the banks are looking for in order to borrow money or to grow your operation. I think that has provided me with quite a bit of information and management of our business, which has allowed us to essentially grow our operation in from the layers to the broilers, but also allowing us to currently right now build a new layer facility. We are currently right now building a techno enriched colony housing which is, I would say, almost a 180 to what we have right now with our conventional housing. So in order for us to meet the national code, we had to make some adjustments within the system. So for instance, we've added an internal feeder, which provides the birds more access to feed. We've also added, there's two nest boxes in each housing system. Right now, the standard is one. We have one on each end just to make those accommodations. So have you undertaken any other innovative projects on your farm? On our new layer operation, we have included along with the techno enriched system, we also have full manure storage capacity to hold the manure for well over a year, which is something we don't have on our existing facility. It's a lot of management um, with other local farmers to just 
to dispose of that properly to get it on the field. That's one key thing we're looking forward to is being able to run the system without um, having to rely on other farmers to assist us. So I think that's one thing that we're definitely looking forward to. Um, ventilation was a key component, component into our barn build. We did look at having the options of doing one larger barn based on ventilation and trying to get air circulating through those new enriched systems which have the nest box. We decided to go with a two barn structure. So we are dividing the flock and that just provides um, more CFM per birds. It allows them to have a little bit more space, um, more fresh air flowing through the barn. Another technology advancement that we looked at was our packing and our egg equipment. Uh, right now we do have an older diamond system and based on our current uh, flock size, it takes us in on average four and a half to five hours just to gather the eggs alone. The new system that I have in place at our layer barn will allow us to gather the eggs within about a three hour time period on a daily basis. So that alone will allow us to be a little more efficient in our production, but also the machine itself is newer. The egg handling system is uh, completely different on this one. And when it comes to the eggs, the handling of the eggs is our key driver of our income, but it's our also the key driver to being efficient. So the less opportunities we have to damage the egg, um, the greater our production is at the end of the year. So that's one thing we're looking forward to is having a new facility, but also having these technology investments that will allow us to handle the egg um, more gracefully. So I heard you also took part in the uh, the Egg Farmers of Canada's Young Farmer Program. So uh, can you tell me a bit about that experience? So back in ooh, 2019 and part of 2020, I was able to participate in the Egg Farmer of Canada Young Farmer Program. That program allowed me to meet individuals from across Canada um, and everyone that was either in the industry before and new entrants that uh, came into the industry. The program itself um, provided us a, a base on supply management, uh, the differences between uh, provinces and it provided us with a general knowledge of the national program that we currently have. I think the one benefit to the program was just the availability of meeting farmers from across Canada and seeing what other farmers are doing in their operation and even the way they're managing their operation. So I was lucky enough to be in the program before I started the construction on the barn and hearing what other farmers were doing and what other um, products they were putting in the barn gave me the opportunity to research a little bit more and provide or look at other technology advancements to put into the barn. Another thing that I did enjoy with the program with the Egg Farmers of Canada was we did have the opportunity to meet a lot of our MPs within the federal 
um, government, but also we got to meet our local MPs, which is something that I have seen or met in passing, but we also had the opportunity to invite them to our farm. So back in 2019, I had my local MP here uh, who uh, toured our feed mill and one of our broiler operations and our layer operations. So it was a great opportunity for them to see what we provide in terms of food, but also what we bring to our county. So just in terms of employments and jobs, there's so much that we do that I think a lot of our local MPs and our MPPs actually don't realize what we do. So it was a big eye opener for them. And I know they've been in touch. They know we're in the process of building a new facility and they're definitely looking forward to be able to touring that facility once it is completed. So you also oversee EFO's egg donation program. So what's that been like navigating that through the pandemic? I help coordinate um, hard-boiled eggs that we provide to local schools. Since the pandemic, volunteers were no longer allowed to go into the schools, but also in our county, our children have been doing remote learning for months on end. So in order to still be able to provide those hard-boiled eggs, our local Food and Friends program um, provided children the opportunity or families the opportunity to get a snack box throughout the year. So we were able to provide over 120 cases of hard-boiled eggs on a monthly base to the Food and Friends program, which then allowed students from over 100 schools in our county to have access to the hard-boiled eggs, but also cheese product, bread products, fruit products. So it provided students still a nutritionist lunch and or snack that they would have been provided at school that they got at home. You're very involved with the Ag Women's Network. Can you tell us a little bit about that program and uh, what you do in that role? I have been a treasurer for the Ag Women's Network for over five years. And the Ag Women's Network is an Ontario network for females and males as well to communicate, uh, to network with other farmers or other industry reps within Ontario. The past two years since COVID, we've done a lot of virtual events, which allows us to expand a little bit more. So we actually have members from across Canada that are joining us for these virtual events. Prior to COVID, I was also a mentor for the mentor and mentor program which allowed us to work with another mentee but also the other mentors within the program and just provided guidance and if there was a goal that the mentee was looking at to kind of guide them and provide them with advice on how to achieve those goals so that was something that I did back in 2019 and I know it's something that the Egg Women's Network is still looking at doing once COVID is over and once things start opening up again. And you also joined a handful of egg farmers in supporting Tampon Tuesday. So can you tell us what that's all about? So in uh, 2019, uh, 
the Ag Farmers of Ontario had a presentation done by Mandy Fields, who was the founder of Fields of Forks. She is also the driver in um, a support event for TAMP on Tuesday. So back in 2019, um, a bunch of local Ontario egg farmers came together with Mandy to spearhead a campaign on TAMP on Tuesday. TAMP on Tuesday is um, a event that was created to bring awareness to female and poverty on feminine products and both the lack of availability for females within the food banks and the lack of donations that are made for this type of product. So we have been continuing the movement on virtual events. Shoppers Drug Mart is a large sponsor of the Tampon Tuesday. They also accept donations at majority of Shoppers Drug Marts across Ontario. It is something that I enjoy being able to bring that awareness to the community and just the lack of um, availability for those that are seeking these products within the food banks or community groups. And how did you end up judging a culinary event? So back in 2012 in the fall with the transition of virtual learning, the Egg Farmers of Canada had asked if I would be interested in judging a culinary competition with Dale McKay, who was the winner of Top Chef Canada. Uh, it was an experience for me. I, I love cooking, I love baking, but these students were amazing. Their main focus was the egg and they had to create their own dish. They actually had to fry an egg in front of us on a computer screen, but then they also had to make their dish live uh, while we were judging this competition along with the professors from the school. So it was a great opportunity. It was uh, definitely outside of my comfort zone in terms of culinary language and being able to visualize what the student was making without tasting it. Okay, so last question. So what are your future plans for the business and for your advocacy? Is there anything more you'd like to accomplish? So future plans now, um, we're in the process of just completing the new construction of our layer barn. In the new year, we'll be transitioning our first flock to our new barn. And I think that is going to bring a whole new challenge in itself. In terms of um, advocacy work, once we're allowed to have larger events, I know here in Wellington County, I have a lot of organizations that are willing and wanting to host a tampon Tuesday. So I think that's something that I'm looking forward to. And I do a lot of work for local fairs. And now with COVID, a lot of these fairs have been on hold for the last two years. So I think myself and a lot of people across Canada are looking at that opportunity just to get out and enjoy, but also for us to put our feet back on the ground and, and do our advocacy work and educate our consumers on where, where our food comes from. 
All right, great. Well, thanks a lot for your time. Not a problem. I appreciate it. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to allow us to uh, be nominated and to join this um, amazing opportunity. Thanks for tuning in to Feather Forum, the podcast by Canadian Poultry Magazine. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit CanadianPoultryMag.com slash podcasts.